we are respected by, by virtue of who God made us to be. Amen? I want us to look at the fact, and I would like to ponder or put the point, or cause you to think, I believe, and this is Josephine, that God, when he made Eve, he spent some time with her before he presented her. And the reason I say that because um, when we get to the parcel, we go and see, we're not going to read it tonight, so you have to go home and read it at your leisure, is that when Eve and Adam got together, uh, uh, and I'm sure the word was discussed, but she knew some word. She knew some word. And therefore, when things were happening and not going the way that she wanted them to go or, or Satan got in there, let me tell you something. Ladies, we need to stay in the forefront of the word because the enemy will come in and mess with your mind. We need to stay in the presence of God because if we give him, you know, my, my parents used to say, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come worship with us. Enter the nomination of faith, church of the living God. 1279 Picking Road, Leesville, Louisiana, where God is first and people are always. Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton, bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. The honor of, be called, of being called a champion, the honor of bringing home the gold, even when Olympians go uh, to these different countries every four years, they're not just going just to say, hey, I made it to the Olympics. No, they want to bring home the medals, the gold medals. Well, let me tell you something. There is a champion that went the distance for us. And there is no other champion that can compare to our champion. And his name is Champion Jesus. And he left all of glory. He left, the Bible says in Philippians, he stripped himself of all of, his, all of his deity. He made himself of no reputation, but took upon him the form of a servant. He took upon him the form of a born slave. And he did not come, uh, you know, he was not appealing to the eyes of many, but he set the example for us. And let me tell you, he got the job done too. He got the job done because when he came to earth, he meant business. He said, I'm not coming here just to do a bag of tricks. Although he did heal people, although he did do great miracles, but he didn't just come to perform a bag of, tr a ba a bag of tricks or take tricks out of a, a hat and say, have a No, no, he came to pay a price for us. And he said, Father, I'm not coming back to you empty. I'm coming back with a fulfilled assignment. I'm coming back with the receipt that I have fulfilled my obedience unto you. And Father, not only that, but I'm coming back with your sons and daughters, and I'm welcoming them back in the kingdom of God. Come on, give God praise. 
In order to be a champion, it means that you've been in a fight. It means that you've been in a battle. A champion is not someone who has never been hit. A champion is not someone who's never bled. A champion is someone who can take the hits and keep moving forward. And that's what Jesus did. He kept taking the hits. He kept taking the whips. He kept taking the beatings. But thank God he didn't stop right there on the whipping posts. Thank God he didn't stop laying on the streets of Jerusalem. Thank God he didn't stop in the Garden of Gethsemane. But he, brought, he picked himself up. Amen. He got up on his feet and he began to march forward because he knew death had to take place on Mount Calvary. He said, I got to keep pressing forward. I got to keep moving forward. Amen. It's about, see, being a champion, it's not about how many belts you can hold. It's about how many fights you've been through. It's about how much you can take and how much you can still keep forward in taking what you're taking. I'm concerned about many people today because they say they love God and they say they have faith, but they don't know how to take whips. <laughs> you can't say you have the faith of Christ if you don't know how to take some whips every now and then. And in case you think that being a Christian is all about being lavished and going through each day, you know, just smiling all the time with, you know, no worries or, or no fights or no attacks, you're really in the wrong race and in the wrong kingdom. Paul said this is a good fight of faith. Sometimes you got to fight just to keep your mind together. Sometimes you got to fight and say, Lord, I'm going to church anyhow. All hell is breaking loose in my home, but I'm fighting. I'm pressing my way to get into the house of the Lord. I know that when I get into the house of God, God has a word for my situation. You got to press and you got to fight to even love people. To love your spouse, to love your children, amen, to go on that job tomorrow and put up with them people. If you have the faith of God, you're going to have to know how to fight. You're going to have to know how to pull your sleeves up and stop always having an attitude and feeling sorry for yourself, but pressing forward. I'm so glad that Jesus is not like us. That any time a whip comes across your back, you're ready to backslide, you're ready to give up on God, you're ready to quit the church, you're ready to quit your ministry, you're ready to get a divorce, you're ready to even divorce your children. You can't do that, but you're ready to get rid of everybody. I'm so glad that Jesus had sustaining power. He had a grace and a love on the inside of his heart for us that he did not allow anything to keep him from moving forward from his God-given assignment a champion knows how to take a licking but keep on ticking thank God that Jesus is the greatest champion that ever walked the face of the earth and he didn't give up even when we were in our sins he did not give up and even after you said yes Jesus I'll serve you and you went back to your sins he did not give up he said, I know my son is coming back. I know my daughter is coming back. It was all worth what I did for them just because they came back. Let me tell you, Jesus Christ is our greatest champion. Now I'm going to show you as a champion that he defeated some things. 
And what he did, he did for us. When you read the scripture, always pay attention to what he did for us. Now, there's a revelation the Lord gave me, and I don't have time to go into detail right now, but I'm, I'm writing about it in my book that's going to be released within the next two months. And I know that uh, many times that I've been guilty myself, when we look at the cross, we, 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 we say that Jesus defeated Satan at the cross. But when I was praying and studying this, the Lord began to put that in check. He said, no, it was not at the cross that I defeated Satan. Satan was always defeated. I don't have time to go into it. Jesus did not wait until Calvary to defeat Satan. As a matter of fact, when he was commissioning his disciples and the 70, the Bible says that he sent them out to cast out devils. And when they came back, they came back rejoicing and said, Jesus, even the devils are subject unto us. Jesus didn't get surprised and say, what you say? He didn't get alarmed and say, you, what, you mean to tell me the devils are subject to you? Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Before Satan became Satan, he was Lucifer. He was the chief angel. There are only three angels that you will read about in the Bible, and all angels had male figures. You read about Lucifer, you read about Michael, and you read about Gabriel. Those were three of the chief angels in heaven. And Lucifer was one of the chief angels that was in charge of the worship according to Ezekiel and Isaiah. I'm going to do a whole teaching on it as the Lord allows. But his job was to make sure that the worship of heaven was going on. My God, my God. His responsibility was to make sure that all the angels were worshiping the one and only true living God. Now, the Bible speaks of Lucifer. He was a beautiful angel. He was the most beautiful angel there was. He was, amen, skilled. And, 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 and the, the Bible even calls him, he was an angel of light. As a matter of fact, that's why he appears unto many as an angel of light. But it's, it's not the good light. It is a deceptive light. But the Bible says in Ezekiel that iniquity was found in his heart. Pride was found in his heart. He was not satisfied with the position that God gave him. It was not enough for him to worship God. He wanted to be worshipped as God. So he said, with all this worship that I'm doing and all this worship that I'm leading, God, I'm not doing what you're telling me to do. I want to be worshipped. I want to be the one that's telling people to worship me. And so the Bible says that when pride uh, entered his heart, he led a rebellion. Now, mind you, he was a chief angel over one-third of the angels. Michael, the archangel, was a chief angel. He was over one-third of the angels. Gabriel was a chief angel. He was over one-third. So when Satan, or Lucifer at the time, had pride in his heart, he began to influence the others that were following him. And so he led a mighty rebellion. Glory to God. 
And he said, we're going to put God out of commission. You fool. Now, when that happened, not one time will you read in Scripture that God got off his throne and fought Satan. Let me just park right here and say, there was never this battle between God and the devil. Think about it. Think about a big elephant. Let's just say he's symbolic to God. And just think about an earthworm. <laughs> think about the earthworm trying to challenge the elephant. The elephant will stumble all over the earthworm. It is no comparison. When I talk about opposites and I say, what is the opposite of hot? You'll say cold. If I say, what is the opposite of up? You'll say down. If I say, what's the opposite of right? You'll say, come on, or, or, or left, either one, amen. But when I say, what is the opposite of God? You cannot say the devil. Because God has no comparisons and he has no contrast. He's so wide you can't go around him. He's so high you can't go above him. He's so low you can't go under him. He's so deep you can't go through him. Why would you challenge the creator of the universe? God did not waste his time fighting the devil. He just looked at one of the chief angels by the name of Michael and said, kick him out of here. <laughs> Michael's name means who is like the Lord. It means warrior. It means fighter. So the Bible says there was war in heaven, but it was not between God and the devil because you don't waste your time fighting things that are insignificant. You don't waste your time fighting people that are no comparison to you. You, get, you say, you know, take care of my lightweight. Take care of my lightweight, Michael. And there was war in heaven. And the Bible says that Michael, the archangel, prevailed against Lucifer and his angels and kicked Satan out. And Jesus told the 70, I just saw Satan fall like light from heaven. Jesus said, I didn't even get in the contest. I just let my boys take care of it, and I just saw the devil fall. Satan has always been defeated. Before the foundation.